Welcome to Uncharted Careers. I'm Courtney Hartman, and I talk with guests each week about their career paths to give listeners an insider look into different industries, how folks have made decisions in their careers, and we'll explore what each guest has learned along the way. I'm on a mission to share knowledge that is only learned in the field outside of a classroom. Join me to find inspiration for your own career. This week's guest is Julia Martin, who is a manifestation and life coach who works mostly with women to help them create careers and lives that they really love. I connected with Julia through her podcast called Dream Your Life, which was the start of her building her own super successful business. So you'll hear all about how she created this own path for herself. She and I have very similar backgrounds and then she worked in business development at Google and then started her podcast, which really opened the door to so many different opportunities. So it's been really awesome to connect with Julia and learn from her. She really values being in service to others and helping others build their dream lives, which is part of her dream life. And I felt super inspired talking to Julia and learning from her. So I hope you do too. My positive focus for the day is I've just been really feeling grateful for my schedule and flexibility. This is the last week of school for my kids, and I've been able to drop them off and pick them up and have my client calls. I ran a workshop today. Everything feels like very balanced, and also there's a lot of freedom and flexibility, which I just really appreciate. And so yeah, I'm going to say that's my positive focus for today is freedom and flexibility in my schedule. Yeah, I always know when I feel like my schedule is outside of my control, I feel like I'm a little bit out of control. So it's nice that you do have full control over what your schedule looks like for the day and have so much flexibility in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. I'd love to go into what you do currently. So what does your career look like today? So, Courtney, I am a business and manifestation coach. I help women mostly, some men too, um, but I help people create careers and lives that they love. Um, And that is through the power of mindset, but also using real tactical business strategy. And how did you decide to get into that? And when did you make this decision to move into this line of work? Yeah. So I definitely, I didn't grow up thinking I want to become a manifestation (laughs) coach or business coach. I didn't actually even really know about the coaching industry until I would say like four-ish years ago. Um, When I heard coach, I would think like basketball coach or, you know, just like, more mentor. I didn't really realize how big this industry was and also what an incredible career it is to become a coach. So my background, um, I guess I can start, I'll, I'll try to be, I'm not going to like make this too long winded, but I do think it's important to know that. So I, I graduated from college, um, in 2007 and I, I ended up getting laid off three times over the course of a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me because I was one of those students that did everything, like got (laughs) all the good grades, joined all the clubs, did all the things to get into the school, to get all these milestones. And so when I graduated and I couldn't land a job and then I landed a job and got laid off and then again and then got laid off and then again and got laid off. 
I totally lost my identity and also all of my confidence. And I remember so, so distinctly because this was such a pivotal moment in my life. I was at my like fourth job um, and surrounded by negativity. No one liked what they were doing. I was an account manager for a, a basically like a car company um, that owned a bunch of automobile forums. And I was like, I do not love what I do. Nobody likes what I do. We're living for the breaks, <laughs> clocking in, clocking out. And someone gifted me a book that introduced the concept of manifestation, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, you hear about manifestation a lot right now. And kind of some people think of it, oh, it's like really woo-woo spiritual thing. And some people are like, oh, no, there's some truth to it. For me, I read about this. And basically this idea that our thoughts and our beliefs and our focus are shaping our reality. And what you think about and what you believe you can do and you start moving towards that with through inspiration, you can make happen. And I remember reading this book and realizing, oh, I've manifested where I am right now. All of these layoffs and it's because I'm surrounded by negativity. It's because my confidence is shot. It's because I don't believe in myself. And so I told myself, I'm going to follow all the steps. I'm going to get really clear on what I want. I'm going to reframe all of my limiting beliefs. And I'm going to start knocking on doors from where I am, knowing that one of them will open. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was like, what does success look like? And I was like, well, that's getting a job at Google. Because everybody who works at Google is, you know, living the life, driving around in their like, you know, colorful bikes and writing on marker boards and brainstorming and hanging around smart people and getting free food. Yeah. And I was like, that's the dream. And I did all the steps and I I shouldn't have gotten that job at Google, Courtney, but I did. <laughs> and when I did, I realized, wow, like this works. The power of mindset is real. Mm -hmm. And I started just really practicing it in all areas of my life. Um, So anyway, that's the beginning. I had a great career at Google, uh, eight-year career at Twitter, um, mostly doing sales and business development. And then um, right around the time when I had my first daughter in 2015, I just realized that I had outgrown that dream and I, it wasn't, it didn't fit anymore. It felt very misaligned. And I think, you know, you and I had a chance to connect before this. We were talking about this feeling. I wanted to serve others in a way that felt much more aligned with who I am. I wanted to make a different kind of impact. I, wanted to feel creatively fulfilled. Um, and I also wanted to share what I knew about manifestation with the world. And so I started a podcast called Dream Your Life. And then that turned into people reaching out to me and asking me to coach them on manifesting. And then that turned into more business coaching. I had a lot of women who wanted to start businesses that were interested in the spiritual piece and also how to combine, you know, the proven business strategy with sort of these more spiritual practices. Um, And then I decided once I had been doing it for a while and I realized how much I loved it and how much 
it was helping other people that it's it was my calling and my purpose. And so I made it my full time career. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, you've lived so many different lives and you have created the path that has gotten you to where you are. And I love that you are so flexible because it is almost like, well, things could change in 10 years and you're so open to what that could look like and what your future could look like and career could look like. And yeah, like me too, when I was young, I wouldn't, I don't even think I knew much about technology, um, let alone life coaching and career coaching. And I think having that openness to figuring out what's important to you and what are your values, what are your morals, what makes you the happiest, and then creating a day-to-day experience for yourself that aligns with what you value is so important, so special, and in some ways so unique. I'm curious, how did you decide to start the podcast? Because it seems like that was kind of the impetus to lead you to the coaching side of things now. Yeah, for sure. So there were a lot of, um, I don't want to say failed attempts, but there were a lot of these kind of start-stop business ideas for mm-hmm. me. Again, in 2015, that's when I started to get this pull, like, Julia, this isn't it. You're meant for something more. Like, the world isn't seeing the best of you. Do you really want to be doing – like, staying at Twitter for another 10 years? And and I would look at my boss and my boss's boss. I, Jack Dorsey was the CEO at the time, and I was like, I don't even want to be Jack Dorsey. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. And I, not only do I not want to be in tech, I don't want to be in corporate anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started like just kind of daydreaming constantly about business ideas. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do a drop shipping thing because that yeah. looks easy and fun. Or maybe I'm going to open up an Etsy store. Maybe, and I st- and I had all these kind of, and I get really far, and then I would even maybe like create a, a semi-business plan and then something – I would just get deterred for whatever reason or mm-hmm. someone would bring something up and I'd be like, good point, not going to do that. Um, but there was something inside of me that wanted to create and um, I I was a big podcast listener and I initially was like, you know what? I think that this would be one, a really great creative outlet because I'm not able to really flex my creativity in my role. I was doing, again, sales and business development. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, maybe in some way, this is going to lead me to finding my purpose. So the podcast was actually going to start, I was going to do it more on interviewing people who had found their purpose. Um, kind of similar to what you're doing, but less your focus and kind of much more, um, yeah, like living in alignment. And and then I realized, well, um, what I really want to talk about is people who have manifested their dream lives because that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what yeah. you can see me. I have, I, I, I'm just obsessed with mindset and manifestation. I've read every book, but I was in the spiritual closet for a long time because I think a lot of people were kind of like, oh, that's really woo. And I was in this very corporate professional job and I didn't want people to get the wrong idea. So I didn't talk about it. And I talk about it with friends and stuff. But I was like, okay, well, I remember sitting down with my husband and I'm like, I really want to start this podcast. 
But I think maybe it's not going to be just around purpose. And he was like, you need to talk about your passion, which is manifesting. And I was like, but no one's going to want to listen. <laughs> and it turns out there are a lot of people that want to listen. And yeah. I didn't even, I was still in the closet, meaning like I didn't share it with anyone. I just put it on, uh, you know, publish it just like you're doing yours. And they didn't tell anyone. And I just started getting listeners from around the world. And then people started, I set up like a little Instagram account that I also was not sharing with anyone. And people from around the world started um, messaging me and saying that the content was really helping them, that they were starting to manifest incredible things in their lives. So yeah, yeah, it started with more of like this creative, like this spark of an idea to create something with maybe an idea that it will get me to my purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it ended up doing. Yeah, it's so funny. There's just so much alignment between my background and my experience and yours and starting a podcast and kind of the goals that I've set out for this podcast. It's funny to talk to you and hear you now being a coach five years in um, and hear about the opportunities and the path that it's taken you on. I feel just very connected to the journey that you've been on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it only two, honestly, it's only been two and a half years. Oh, okay. Wow. I started the podcast and this is another thing. And this is, I was actually just creating a reel on this today because um, I think one of the things, one of the biggest limiting beliefs that people have, especially when it comes to starting something new or creating something new is actually an excuse, which is I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And I hear this a lot. And and it's not just, you know, there are, I mean, I understand that people get really busy. And I work with a lot of moms who have, you know, three or more kids and a full-time job and tons of other responsibilities and household chores and, you know, all of that. Um, and it's like, no, I have no bandwidth to start something that I love. So then you stay in a career that you hate for what yeah. your whole life until you retire. Yeah. And I, the reframe is you, if you prioritize the things that you care about and the things that matter to you, you will find the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that this is really important because, um, if you don't make, you're never going to feel quote unquote ready it's going to be a decision. Like you have to decide to start a podcast or to create your business. You can't wait for the perfect time because that's going to pass you by. There's always going to be an excuse. But if you can say, no, this is my priority and I will make the time, then you're going to make the time and you will find the time. Yeah. One thing that I've been thinking about is just that messy action is better than inaction. And I feel like for me and maybe for you, I always want to go in giving it my all, doing it my best and look to be a little bit of a perfectionist. And that can just be so limiting because you, I mean, that's just such a 
bigger undertaking to become an absolute expert in podcasting <laughs> as opposed to just trying it out and getting my feet wet. And um, I think that was one of those limiting beliefs that I had to get past in order to even start this, that I don't have to know everything. I don't have to be the best podcaster to start podcasting. No, and you don't want to be because yeah. like that's all part of it. That's part of like the initiation. That's part of the process. That's part of the joy of like living is the creating and the getting better because I bet Courtney, if someone was like, here, you are the next Joe Rogan, you have a top podcast and you had never recorded anything, you'd be like, well, okay, that's great. But no, like I don't deserve that yet. Like I want to work towards that. Like there's no fun in just having it handed to you in a silver platter. There's, you've got to have the bumps and the challenges and like, you know, the crying on the floor because like you don't know what you're doing and then like picking it all up because you're changing someone's life. And then, you know, it's all, that's all a part of it. And from your experience and being a manifester as you are, what do you recommend for somebody who is in a life or in a career or a job that they aren't feeling super connected to or super happy with, but they're just not sure what would make them happy and what could be a better job for them or situation for them or life change for them? Where do you start and how do you practice manifestation? Yeah. Well, first, if they're if someone is in a job and they don't like it or it's not for them or it's not aligned or it's not where they want to be in five years, I think the the first thing is just feeling grateful that you have a job at all because the energy of being frustrated and angry and resentful and is is not the energy where you want to get inspired and start creating something. So if you can shift and be like, I'm not going to be here forever, but I'm, I'm going to leverage the security I have to start thinking about what I want to create. And this is a really good place to be in. Now, for those people who have been laid off or furloughed or are, you know, looking for work right now, Um, you can also feel grateful. Okay. I have some time and space right now. I'm going to get clear on what I want. So wherever you are, if you can first start with feeling grateful and feeling good with where you are, that's number one, because it's really, really hard to get clarity or feel inspired or want to move towards something that you want to do. If you're just unhappy, The, the energy piece is really important. In terms of figuring out what you want to do, if you really have no clue, one is I think that the most important thing to remember is it doesn't really matter what you do. It doesn't really matter what career you're in or what your job title is. What matters is how you feel, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's we want a job that we love because – we want to feel fulfilled. We want to yeah. feel abundant. We want to feel excited by our work. We want to feel like we're making an impact or leaving a legacy. It doesn't really matter if it's because we're a podcast host or 
a top coach, I mean, for your, for your situation or what, whatever it is, or have these incredible courses. It's like, if you're feeling all those things, that's what matters. And so what I always tell anyone from the people I work with to just people in my life is start with that. How do you want to feel? Because it's, Interesting, not everyone wants to feel the same way either. Some people would really want like a slower pace of life. I want to have more flexibility and more freedom. I want to pick my kids up from school or I want to do this or I want to do that. And I want to have no work on Friday and I just want to have long mornings. Um, and that's great. But someone else might be like, no, I want to be in like go mode. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to be on stages. I want excitement. I want um, to make an impact. I want, you know, and that it can also change like you, different seasons, you evolve, but first think about how do you want to feel? Mm -hmm. And then from there, start to think about the things that you really enjoy and the things that energize you. And also at the same time, the things that drain you. And as you're doing all of this, like allow the ideas to come to you. Like I, there we have the answers within us. And if you stay open to, to getting downloads, to getting ideas, and then following those, like mm -hmm. following the ideas, following curiosities, maybe someone calls you and tells you that they just started at this company and are you interested? Or maybe you're just having lunch with a friend and they mention, keep your eyes and ears open to those. Because once you focus on how you want to feel and kind of the things that excite you, you'll start to, like opportunities will start to come into your life. Like that I believe in. Um, I don't think it's random. When you're open to it and when you believe that there's something out there for you, you're going to start seeing opportunities come in. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just listening to another podcast and they were talking about kind of a practice where um, you think about, okay, if I got a phone call tomorrow and it was somebody calling to deliver my dream, what are they delivering? What is my dream? And, you know, it gets you thinking about like, if I could have anything in the world, any sort of opportunity, what what even is that? And then once you start thinking about what that would be, you start feeling the emotion as if you did actually get that. And then you can really sit in that emotion and think about other times that you've felt that way, where you have felt that excited or that connected. And that can help kind of guide you down a path towards this feeling that you are really mm -hmm. seeking. Exactly. And being in that feeling, and that's why you want to connect to the feeling and maybe this is a little woo for some, but if we think about the law of attraction, law of attraction states that energy attracts like energy. Being in that feeling is an energy. So the more that you feel a certain way, the more you're going to attract more experiences that are going to make you feel that same way. It's just like also when you complain or when it rains, it pours. Like when you complain, you're just attracting more things to complain about. But when you can focus on feeling excited, feeling fulfilled, feeling abundant and tapping into that, you're just attracting more of that. Um, and that's why a gratitude practice isn't so important. That's why I love that you started with the positive focus. Like this isn't just, 
being positive to be positive. It's being positive to attract more positivity into your life. And I love that gratitude is so important throughout your day and how you do really recognize like, wow, I'm happy that I was able to do this. And I really appreciate um, that little thing that just came up. Can you tell me more about what your day-to-day looks like lately? Yeah, sure. Um, so I I have designed my schedule. So I have um, right now I have 12 private clients, I think around 12 private clients, and then I have a group coaching program and my podcast. Um, I try to fit in all of the meeting type stuff Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I have Monday and Friday off for just whatever I need. Sometimes that's, you know, creative projects. Sometimes that's longer runs on the beach. Sometimes that's hanging out with my kids. I have three young kids, um, seven, five, seven, almost five and um, two. So they all have their own schedules. Um, mornings I wake up and usually one of my kids is in bed with us and we'll do, <laughs> we'll talk about gratitude. I have, I always start with my morning saying three, three things that I'm grateful for or writing them down. Uh-huh. Um, I know that this is something a lot of people talk about. Um, but I think that the, the way to make this practice powerful, like the intention of gratitude is you want to start your day feeling good. When you focus on things you're grateful for, that is a good feeling. And just like we were saying with the law of attraction, when you focus on on things you're grateful for, you're basically putting out this energy like, give me more things to be grateful for. Allow me to see today in my life things to be grateful for. The, and this is backed by science too. There's a in our, our brain has something that's called the reticular activating system. That's basically like this big funnel for information. We we could not possibly take in all the information that we see in a given day. So mm-hmm. this particular activating system is saying, okay, what are the pieces of information that are important to Courtney or important to Julia? And this mm-hmm. is why things like, I don't know, if you if you're thinking about, oh, I want to buy a car, I want a black Tesla. Let's just say black Tesla. And then all of a sudden, there's black Teslas everywhere. You're like, my neighbor has a black Tesla. Why is there like, I'm parked between two black Teslas. This is crazy. But it's not. You're just, your brain is saying this is important. So you're noticing them everywhere. This is the same thing that happens when you're at a concert and someone goes, Courtney, like a mile away and you hear the name because your brain knows that Courtney is important. When you can train your brain to say, Gratitude is important. I focus on gratitude. You will find all over your life things to be grateful for. And it's the same with anything you focus on. Um, So I love to start my day thinking about the things that I'm grateful for because I know that's just going to expand. So I'll do three things I'm grateful for, set an intention for the day, um, hang out with the kids until they have school and activities, and then I'll I'll jump into my work week. I find it really important for me. Um, I don't know if this is everyone, but I I need to take lots of breaks during my day. Like I like to just walk outside, um, have like more of a mindful lunch where I'm not scarfing something down, but actually sitting with my dog and enjoying it. Uh, 
taking walks. I try to walk at least once a day, even if it's just 10 minutes. But doing something, I'm very, very in tune with my energy. So the last thing that I'll do is if I'm like need to write an email or a sales page or like something that is just not flowing out, instead of sitting there and trying to force it out, I will stop, go on a walk and come back to it because I don't want to work from a space of like banging my head against a wall. I want it to, I know that feeling good is going to make things feel so much flowier. Yeah, I experience that too, especially when I get an email or a message with news that isn't great. I find that if I am receiving something where I'm having an automatic emotion, even a happy emotion, it's best to get some distance and reply back a little more level-headed. So I find that it does it is helpful to create distance when I am feeling some sort of heightened emotion. And similar to you, like I will go on a walk with my dog and just be outside for a little bit. And it really does help me to clear my mind and get back in a headspace where I feel like I'm going to do my best work and respond in the way that I would want to just by creating some distance. Respond versus react always. Mm-hmm. Like the, the reacting is autopilot behavior for so many of us. And it's yeah. not just in emails. It's it, any anything happens. Like you're triggered, you react. Like something happens and you react. Um, the more that you can pause and be mindful and respond – the more you're going to just like first regulate your nervous system and not create anxiety and unnecessary stress, but also it allows you to respond in a way that's going to get you closer to where you want to go, like resolve the issue, figure it out, like, you know, be successful with all those things. Yeah. Well, I'm curious now that you are self-employed, as you set out on that journey, moving from tech, from corporate into uh, managing your own day, your own schedule, um, being self-employed, is there anything you wish you knew earlier on or that you learned along the way that was surprising? That was surprising. Um, I would have done this a lot earlier had Mm. I known had I known how successful you can be early on I think to be honest I stayed at Twitter four years longer than I five years longer than I should have I felt very pigeonholed in my career because I was making really good money And with every year that passed and every promotion, I felt even more pigeonholed. Like, how am I ever going to get out of this and find something where I can still support my family and our lifestyle, but do something that I love? And I think that 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 was a limiting belief in itself. Like, it's this trade-off. We think you can either make really good money and be in a safe corporate career or do something you love that's, you know much more risky and volatile and you're not going to make as much money. And that was sort of my mentality. Um, and then I I realized um, when I started to actually interview coaches on my podcast and actually hired my first coach, no, this is actually, you can make a really good money 
doing something you love, making an impact, all of these things. Um, and there's also not a ton of overhead to get started, right? There's actually very little. If you think about any other business, um, there's usually a lot more that you have to invest in, but not yeah. coaching is, is very, I mean, you can start with nothing, yeah. right? Same with your podcast. Like, um, so once I started to realize that, and then I started to see, um, you know, I could do this on the side and kind of like get my feet wet and see what it was like. And so I wish that I would have recognized that I had my own limiting beliefs about what was possible. And, um, but you know, I don't regret anything. And I think the timing ended up being great for me. And I, I loved my experience in corporate looking back. Um, but I definitely stayed somewhere that I didn't want to be because I didn't really believe that I could have both that I could have, I could be passionate about what I do and make good money. So I think my advice to someone would be, you got to believe in yourself and you have to recognize where you're playing small or where, you know, you still have these stories about what is possible for you. Because as soon as you rewrite those stories and as soon as you start telling yourself, the stories that are aligned to what you really want, which are those feelings and that vision for your life, then the sooner you're going to make it happen. Yeah. And it sounds like you did start as a side hustle while you were still working at a company. Um, what are your thoughts on just leaving a job that you're not happy with, that you're not feeling connected to and building something on your own versus starting it as a side hustle and then moving on when it seems, well, I don't know, what goes into the decision even to yeah. change something from a side hustle to your full-time job? I mean, I really applaud the people who can be like, I'm just going to jump and I know that the universe will catch me and I'm going to yeah. leave my job and I'm going to start the thing. And honestly, I think that that works for a lot of people. Um, it gets like a fire under your belly, like, you know, and in some ways, when we think about from the spiritual manifesting perspective, I think it is it is something that shows the universe, if that's what you want to call it, that um, you believe in yourself, right? You're you're you have no plan B, like this is it. And so I do think that a lot of people find success that way. I don't operate that way. <laughs> like I, I needed to have show myself that I could make this a successful career. Um, I also have three kids and a mortgage mm -hmm. and, um, and an equal, an, an equal contributor to our household. I didn't really have the luxury to just like jump into something without yeah. being a little bit irresponsible just for my own responsibilities in my family. Um, and plus, like for me, again, I just prefer to be like, okay, I see it. I I believe in myself. I see the trajectory of where this is going. Now I'll do it. So I think both will work. It's a little bit of a personality thing. And it's also a little bit of a, like a real situation thing. 
And as you do look to the future, do you set specific goals for yourself or do you just stay open to any sort of possibilities? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Oh, yeah. I definitely (laughs) set goals for myself, but I'm very, very, very open and meaning that I'll set financial goals and I'll set goals around, you know, um, like programs that I want to launch and and like big milestone things. But I also really focus on the feeling and the lifestyle and the experiences that I want and, you know, what I want for my family. And I, I'm a big believer in vision boards. Um, and for example, one of my big visions was I knew I wanted to bring the teachings of manifestation and mindset to high schoolers. I had no idea how this was going to happen. I was just like, I had it on my vision board. I set it as a goal for myself and I just remained open. Like I didn't say this is how it has to happen or I'm not, I'm not going to create a course right now or try to figure it out, but I'm putting it out there. This is what I want to do someday. And it's when you do that, that the opportunities come in and this is manifesting. And so I got connected with an old Twitter colleague who had built a course um, called Going Places that high schools were using. She reached out to me. She really needed a mindset manifestation component. We put our heads together and built a course. And that actually ended up being purchased by the state of Hawaii. So now this course is in public high schools in Hawaii. And a lot of people are like, how did you make that happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, she had some connections to Hawaii like everything was very serendipitous but in my mind I'm like well I put it out there and I didn't focus on how it was going to happen but I knew Courtney I believed so deeply that this was going to happen I didn't care when but because I feel like high schoolers really need this um and so the intention was there and so when we're I was just in Hawaii in April um we're presenting to all the teachers this new curriculum and giving them a note, the workbooks. And I had this moment where I'm like, I, I manifested this, like this is, and it ha- the universe works really quickly when you can just kind of surrender, but hold on to the big vision. Yeah. That must be so gratifying being there and actually seeing it in person out in the wild and the impact that it's having. That's really incredible. What's on your vision board these days? Oh, my goodness. Well, there's a TED Talk. I would love to do a TED Talk. That's Mm -hmm. on my vision board. I'm looking. This is not actually my vision board. I (laughs) have it in my bedroom. Um, um, You know, a a lot of the stuff that's on my vision board right now is um, it's very balanced. Like I am I'm also a Libra. I really crave balance in my life. This is kind of bringing it full circle with the flexibility and the freedom. Um, And it's an exercise that I think anyone listening should do. If you've heard of the wheel of life exercise, um, I love it. You it's it's basically you um, when you think about the life that you want to create, you don't want to just focus on your career or your vision. You want to think about all aspects of your life and the wheel of life. It has about eight different aspects that you look at from your career and your work to uh, your relationships to your health, your personal development, um, family, your um, your home, your finances, 
And so the whole idea of the wheel of life is you take a 360 degree view and you're like, where am I putting my energy? And if it's all focused on your career and your work, but like your relationships are neglected and you don't like where you live and, you know, your health is shot and like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good, your life. So to create a balanced life, we have to look at that whole of our life and make sure we're putting energy in all those areas. And so going back to your question, what's on my vision board, it's very much like a mix of all those things. It, there's like a picture of a girl doing a handstand in yoga because I still <laughs> can't do a handstand. And that to me is like health and it really encouraged me. I love yoga. I have lots of family, lots of like kind of vacation. I have home. Uh, I have career. I have a picture of a Forbes magazine. I have the TED Talk. Um, and just all different types of things. I have the, like, I have a, a picture of like a two people. It's like a shadowy picture and they're in Bora Bora or something. It looks like a honeymoon shot, but I'm like, that represents to me, um, romance with my husband, which I want to keep this book alive. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a balance of all the different things. Yeah. I haven't heard of the wheel of life exercise. I'm excited to go through it on my own and to create my own vision board. Yeah. Well, I actually, I have, um, I have one that I can, I have a little worksheet that I can give you and anyone can download it too. Oh, um, it's just wheel of life, how to do it. And then I have journal prompts that go with it. Oh, that's awesome. And give it to you in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Julia, this was such a good conversation. Thank you so much for being on for people that do want to follow you and listen to you. Where, they, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on, well, you can listen to my podcast. It's called mm-hmm. Dream Your Life, Manifest a Life You Love. Um, I'm on Instagram. My handle is Dream Your Life Now. Um, I'm assuming, I, I wonder if like the people who follow you, a lot of them are on LinkedIn. You can probably mm-hmm. just find me on LinkedIn too. Yeah. Julia Riley Martin. I am not active on LinkedIn, but I will <laughs> be. I should be. I'm going to get back on there. Um, but yeah, the podcast or Instagram are both great ways to connect with me. Amazing. Yeah, I've been listening to the podcast a bunch and I highly recommend it. You have so many good practical tips and I think it's just so inspiring to hear from you, both from the perspective of the clients that you've worked with, um, but also how you've created your own life, I think is so admirable and there's so much to learn just from hearing about you and your experience. So I really appreciate learning more about it today. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks so much for having me on. This has been really, really great. And I am really, I'm honored. Go to unchartedcareers.com if you're interested in one-on-one career coaching or are looking to learn more about uncharted careers and my coaching approach. Thanks for listening. Thank you.